You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Stupid it was. <laughs> hey guys, it's Bill Dawes. Welcome to the After Laugh, Pre Laugh. <laughs> I'm here with uh, Tommy Wakefield. Uh, this is a cool interview. I have my friend. Murray the Magician, or Murray Sawchuck, who is an incredible comic. He works at the Vegas Laugh Factory. We've been working together there for years. And uh, he is now seriously dating my ex-girlfriend, which is kind of... Wow. interesting. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's the it's, first guest who's been dating your ex. Yeah. Can you say Eskimo Brothers, or is that just too creepy to say nowadays <laughs> in 2019? But he's uh, he's an awesome dude, and he's uh, him and my ex are madly in love with each other, according to Instagram. It's not like I have FOMO or anything. Um, but this interview, I was also a little bit off because the guy interviewed right before this, which we haven't aired and we probably will never air. Uh, he came in, really well-known comic, not going to say his name. He came in and he kind of just pissed on my leg for an hour. Just kind of shit on me and mocked me. And even at the end when I said, hey, thanks for coming, he's like, yeah, thanks for having me. He did like a weird, like sarcastic <laughs> And and I don't really even know him that well. I was I like, why is Bill he hate might have me? Been projecting just a little bit, but it was a mm. weird vibe. The whole interview was like he wasn't answering questions. Well, sometimes guys like they want to just say, "Hey, I'm the alpha. They, I'm the alpha dog." Like I worked with Tucker Max, and Tucker Max was always like, "I'm the alpha." And I was like, "If you, by the way, if you want to prove you're the alpha dog, that's the most beta thing you can do." But <laughs> Murray's alpha because he comes in and he knows magic. He, he knows magic. Anything. He's banging my ex-girlfriend, <laughs> yeah, killing it, making millions, comes in, just like, what's up, bro? I'll do your podcast. <laughs> That's an alpha right there. And he did it. Ma- so you, also, you can also check out this interview with Murray on YouTube as well. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and give us five stars and leave a great review. Anything else you want to say, Tommy? No, just an- enjoy another great episode of The Afterlife. All right. Enjoy Murray Sawcheck. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. Um, but I'm I'm really happy right now because uh, we have someone who uh, a friend of mine, and I always ask this, like we're friends, right, Murray? Yeah, of course we are. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Murray saw. <laughs> What the fuck am I doing here? Bill, it's great. Murray Sawcheck, who is a, a comic that I've uh, been working alongside in the Vegas Laugh Factory for I don't know how many years now. It's been like... I think 2000, 2012. 2012, yeah. yeah. You had a show there, um, and then you moved, and then now you're back. Yeah, I was Factory. at Planet Hollywood for three years, and then, uh, yeah, we just got back about two months ago, so yeah, six days a week, so... yeah. Exhausted. I, you're exhausted. I know you were. <laughs> so um, we don't. We haven't had any magicians yet, and I, I'm always in awe of magicians because I know nothing about how anything works, and I've given up trying to figure it out and just realize I'm stupid. But um, <laughs> it makes two of us. Perfect. <laughs> well, what got you interested in, in, in being a magician? When you, how old were you? Oh, I was young. I was like seven years old, and uh, I just was not interested at school at all. I just yeah. didn't want to do anything but not education. You know, yeah. I worked on my car. 
I worked in the yard, planted trees. I, you know, like I have a couple of vintage cars, which I love working on. It was that you were you seven know. years old, you were working on your car? No, my no. dad's car. Yeah, it helps all the time. Oh, wow. oh, yeah, all that stuff. So I, anything, if you put a book in front of me, and I like reading, which is interesting. I love reading biographies, but educational books, I just want to grab it yeah. and learn it myself. I don't want to read a book how to do it. I just want to take a screwdriver and just take it apart, put it back together, because that's yeah. how I learn. I'm a visual learner. I'm yeah. not a, so you were you literally know, taking so. cars apart and putting them back together with your dad like, yeah. growing up and stuff? What yeah, did your yeah. dad do? My dad had worked in the railway, but the whole family worked in the railway. Oh, I wow. was Yeah, and my whole family, the whole fa- except for me. And so I was like the black sheep that wanted to go do this thing and do tricks for a living. You know what I mean? So yeah, that yeah. went over well. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, he wanted, your dad was all about the retirement plan and you know, all that stuff. So he used to stay in to work. You know, I said, well, yeah, but he was, he was up to being a um, professional baseball player and a... Um, and a musician, but his dad said, hey, you want to raise a family? Have a, it's a standard thing we've all heard. Sure, of course. And said, hey, you want to, you have to, you know, really cons- think about that. You know, this is fun now, but hey, you got to. Yeah. So, I think um, back then yeah. it wasn't considered giving up your dreams. It was considered just becoming an adult. Yeah, and being responsible to get through life and yeah. pay the bills. Because back in the day, as you know, if you worked for Sears, General Electric, telephone companies, they took care of you when you stopped working. Yeah. And to this day, they still do, a few of the companies, and that's why. You know, there's, you know, a lot of people that aren't you know, greeting us at Walmart because they have a pension plan, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. the ones that don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So. so your parents, they bought into the full American dream mm-hmm. and you were, you were seven years old and you, you knew you wanted to be a magician at seven? Yeah, isn't it? that weird? Yeah. I, I, uh, always was entertainment. I, I professionally danced when I was five and I wow. played the accordion, believe it or not, uh, for like 11 years and I wanted a girlfriend, so I quit. Uh, but honest to God, I mean, what's lower than that? Bagpipes? I mean, it doesn't get, like, it's accordion. Right? And I, honest to God, yeah, right? And I'm Ukrainian. I'm half Ukrainian, half Scottish, so that's a Ukrainian instrument. Oh, that's the, okay U- then. The way, this, okay. this is, this is Emily Hagen on the yes. other mic. hiding off camera drinking some cheap yellow Do you, you want to get a little bit closer nice. so you'll be on the Only camera, the best. by the way? I don't know. Only the best. Am I even in the shot over here? Yeah. And thank you for the Chardonnay, by the way. This is nice. Of course. 7-Eleven, the best. This is a great one. Sunset with the you have the yeah, Capola, I'm which to is, you. This is nice. I appreciate that. Doesn't take much. Pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's real. I'm always really amazed by people when they find out what they want to do at a very young age. Because I was very late. I'm still Were trying you? to figure out. I th- yeah, I, I, I was an engineer in college. I mean, oh, you're smart. Well, shit. I guess so. Yeah, you know, well. I just I could read books. I mean, and book be a nerd. smart. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's not I'm not. Too much credit. Oh. Um, so you're seven years old and you'd been playing accordion. Were you doing accordion with your magic at this time? Yeah, did everything. You know, I was the type. So interestingly enough, my, so my parents, they're married like 54 years. Wow. And Dang. dad passed about three years ago. But so, but when they had me, they were married. They were 13 years into their marriage when they first had, when they had me. Oh, wow. my first kid. And they wanted to have more kids. Mom had like eight miscarriages. Wow. So they thought, oh, here we go. This is, you know, I could probably have kids. And then she had... Um, me, which I was the ninth shot at it, and I had a twin, and the twin dri- died in the first trimester. So wow. once I was born, my parents were a lot older. Dad was like 43, 44. Mom was in her late 30s, so they were like, that's it. He's got two arms, two legs, possibly a brain. That's it. We're good. Just shut the factory down, because they tried for so many years. So, yeah. so I also felt the pressure of being wanting to be successful and wanting to be good and wanting to be the brother, the sister, the successful do everything right and not screw things up. You yeah. Know? And, uh, just because I felt 
they probably wanted more kids and they couldn't. I remember even for, for Christmas, I always had small paper routes and I'd always get odd jobs since the age of 11. I'd work at the bakery and I had three paper routes and all this. And I'd save my money and I'd go bike riding up to the local grocery store like a Walgreens. Yeah. Which, I'm from Canada, so Vancouver, so it'd be something like that. <laughs> and it's called London Drugs or a drugstore. And I'd buy oh, yeah, all small, pr- I only have like 20 bucks or 50 or 100 to spend for Christmas for them both. But because they didn't have other kids to buy them gifts I would try to buy them as many as I could each wow so I'd buy them like five dollar gifts so they'd have like 15 things to open up yeah yeah versus just one big thing for like 18 bucks that I could afford or something yeah. so it was one of those things where I always felt like you know I think every kid kind of wants to impress their parents or grandparents whoever raised them yeah you know I but think this is doubly I mean, for I you I can't relate so. at all like that's very Perfect. thoughtful <laughs> Perfect. the parents are lucky if they get one gift excellent see hey it's a start a but that's person. a huge you thing because not only because of the miscarriages and then the twin yeah I can see that being an yeah. obligation to like I'm going to be mm. yeah well it's a bit of pressure and the, they never gave me pressure it was yeah. myself for sure you know? uh, but it was one of those things where I was well aware of kind of you know how lucky I was. I went to elementary school and my parents were a lot older than all the parents of my yeah. friends. I'm like, wow, my parents, my parents are like your grandparents age and all that. Yeah. And so it was interesting. So, but I, but there, I, I was never, I didn't miss out on anything at all. But yeah. education wise, they would put me in everything. Yeah. Going to work, they'd let me go do it. Any of that stuff. So I played soccer. I played accordion. I did, anytime I mentioned it, even if I said half the word, I like to play so. I'm kicking <laughs> the ball. I like to play. I'm hitting the baseball. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and the, some of the crowd, I couldn't stand. I played soccer for four years. I couldn't stand kicking a ball on a Saturday morning in the rain. You know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. That's all it does in Canada. So, um, so yeah, I was very fortunate in that sense. But if I wanted a Nintendo or an Atari, which is now I'm dating myself, but that's what we had. You know, yeah. it would be an Xbox now. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't get it. You know what I mean? Because I have to earn it. You know, if for if I did good in school, I got a B in one class, which would be like, or an A in like a mechanics or something or acting, uh, which is the only thing I did well in, um, I would get a socket set to fix my bike. See, yeah. So they wouldn't give me, they'd give me something that I could actually. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Learn something else with. But yeah. I wanted it because I liked it. So it was an inter- now I see it all the time. I did. I just thought it was a cool present. Yeah, for sure. I didn't and really, you know. Do so. they have a. Do they have a plan for you? Is it, do they want you to be something? Were they ever like, we want you to be a doctor? Were your parents no. Ukrainian? Like, no, my dad. Well, my dad is Ukrainian, and my mother's uh, Scottish. So they yeah. were just they were they wanted me to do anything I felt that I wanted to do. Yeah, but they also wanted me to provide you know, if I have a family one day, of course, and put a roof over my head. Yeah, and. Not worry about where my next paycheck was coming from. Yeah. You know? So the magic thing was cute when you're a teenager. Yeah. So tell me about. You so know? the magic. You were you were a teenager and you were yeah. doing like, like talent shows in school. Yeah, all or? that stuff. You know, yeah. who I do talent shows with would be Michael Bublé because we grew up in the Whoa. same town. Can you wow. Believe that? Yeah, in Burnaby, BC is where we're from. So he was doing magic so he too. Did, no, sing. So because okay. he's a singer. Just so you're welcome. Hello. <laughs> I, I thought maybe he was also a yeah. magician. <laughs> what is his favorite song? Famous song, Home or whatever. Well, Home Ooh, is so yeah. Did you know David Foster's uh, daughter wrote that song? Oh, really? You know David, David Foster? No, right? I didn't know that. I didn't know who wrote Michael Bublé songs for things. Yeah, yeah. So Assume David I know Foster's nothing. Like I'm the stupid. Hit man, right? So he's written for everybody. Like yeah. if he writes song for you you're golden like you know he made Josh Groban he made Michael mm-hmm. Blaine that's the song I know I'm Celine. for yeah so you were friends and Blake up. Shelton sang it as a country song so uh-huh. we got two hits out of it and so yeah so we were uh, together up there in the sense that we do these competitions you know uh, a small little family festivals and he'd always win the vocal category and I'd win the variety category yeah and that was, we never thought anything of it yeah, and if you go on my website, you see an old picture of him and I. It's really funny, <laughs> and uh, and it was literally the year before he took off, 
He released his Valentine's Day album. I think it was 2002. And it, yeah, that was it. It was just that was the end of it. He just took off and became a movie yeah. star, you know. But but it was funny, you know. You do these things as you know, starting for me as an entertainer, I just like being in front of an audience. I play, my first thing in front of the audience was like dancing. And oh wow! What type of dance? I, well, I trained ballet for eleven years. Wow! And I danced. Do you want Russian. to do like a pirouette right now? Uh, I think I'm gonna hold back because <laughs> I don't want. There is a bonfire. Like, exactly. I don't want to knock the fire and light the whole place up. <laughs> we have enough fire in this city, all right? So, so, but it's one of those things where I uh, did the dancing thing and then did music, played sax and accordion and all that because I figured you know the accordion wasn't working for me, so I thought I'd try the sax. <laughs> Still didn't get laid. Jesus. But, but yeah, and then um, and then did soccer and baseball and tried to figure out what I wanted to do. You know? Yeah, and, and so this is yeah. this is in high school. I what point were you like you knew that you wanted to be a magician did that sort when of i saw money you know <laughs> that kind of did it you know i i i where do you see money like a rap music video or where yeah exactly there was no rap music back then can you believe that so isn't that amazing there's no rap music i can't I believe seven. that i know that it I know was 2000s Mary J. No, Blige. when I was seven, ja it was not two oh, thousands, but I wish it was. <laughs> That'd be amazing. No, this is back in seventy eight. Was it Tupac around? Yeah, no, no, he wasn't even. He wow, was you look good for your age. age. Thank you. I'm seventy nine. No, um, but um, with I was always fascinated how people can make their own money, not working for someone. Uh, in that world. I loved trying to create my own money. So mm -hmm. I had two or three paper routes. And at the time, the Commodore 64 computer just came out. Yeah. Our school had one, just one. And it was in the middle of the room, security, but we could sign in and use it for an hour. And they had a program called Print Shop. And anyone who's my age knows exactly what, all, what I'm talking about right <laughs> now. And it was a big deal. You could just hit something, you could print birthday cards, you can print any, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Which is ridiculous now, but it was all. So I printed one sheet off. And I had a paper route, so I do 280 houses a day delivering papers. Well, if there was a Sears or Dillard's flyer, I'd get half a cent more to put it inside the paper. So I'm stacking these papers. I think, well, wait a minute. My dad makes me rake leaves, shovel yeah. snow, cut grass. And I just started doing magic. So this will translate into magic in a second. So I thought, well, if I print off a thing at the new computer school, go up to Kinko's, which we had, we didn't have Kinko's then because we're in Canada. We had <laughs> Speedo printing or whatever. And I went up there, and so I made 285 copies. So as I was sticking Dillard's flyers in these newspapers, I would stick my flyers, yeah. breaking 50 bucks. Oh, wow. Smart, 50 bucks. smart marketing. Well I'm, well, I'm getting paid to walk around to deliver them, and I'm, I'm getting half a cent for Sears and Dillard's to drop their damn thing, which makes it heavier. Yeah. Why not put my own thing in and make 50 bucks a lawn? or 50, Right? So I started doing So on the weekends, I'd cut... In the summer, I'd cut grass. In the fall, I'd rake leaves. And in the winter, I'd shovel snow. And I'd make an extra 150 to 300 bucks. Yeah. And I was 11, 12 years old. Jesus. So I'd take my little shovel and walk down the street and <laughs> get, get the, give me a check. And, you know. And uh, so, so I started learning that you could make money without being under the man or the mm -hmm. corporation. Yeah. So I did the magic thing. And I thought, well, birthday parties. You know, kids want to be entertained. And wh how old are you at this point? Uh, probably 12. 12. 13, you know, yeah. at this point, because I started the magic thing at seven. You know, you do something and you put it away for six months and you do it again. It's never something, you know, because at seven, everything lasts two seconds, right? Yeah. Everything's interesting and then it's not. Yeah. So, yeah, so then at age 12, 13, I thought, well, I'm going to start doing kids' birthday parties. So I, because I thought I had half an hour of material, which I did. Crap, but it was still ha it was still material. <laughs> and I was at that time I was taking lifeguarding lessons because it was the highest paying job I could make money with as a teenager. Mm -hmm. It was like uh, in Canada it was around fourteen to sixteen dollars an hour, which that's is pretty great. good. Yeah, in Canada. So I thought, well, I want to do that because that's great money and it's something I can just make money and use it to buy magic tricks or whatever I got to do. And so 
at the rec centers, they always have those flyers that you have rip off phone numbers for yeah, yard yeah, sales yeah. and shit. Uh -huh. So I went back to the print shop computer and printed off some more stuff. And I had a thing, magic show, half an hour, 50 bucks, and wow. a phone number. So every place I went to do my swimming lessons, I would put up one of these when I was 12 and 13, and then I started getting calls. I forgot about those. That was like effective marketing. It's great. Because yeah, like, really at my it, library, you yeah. just like pull it off. Yeah, they still have It's like a know? pull tab. Yeah, they still have the odd rec center now and that. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean? Now it's Facebook ads, but it, they still have that stuff. Yeah. Bulletin so, boards are important back then. It is. That was mm -hmm. the only way. Newspapers and that. There was no internet, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And TV commercial, which no one had money for that. So... So that worked, for, and it was free. It cost me, what, seven and a half cents to print one, right? Yeah. I and I'd, I'd put my phone number in and cut the, anyway, so I, uh, so I started doing that. I started getting calls, so I made a magic table in a box and put all my crap <laughs> in there and got a tuxedo. How did you yeah. learn the magic tricks? How, how did they, they you, you ordered them? Yeah. Um, I, I got a mail order. Yeah, let's rewind to like the magic. Yeah, how do you, because yeah. I'm always like, how does someone learn magic? Because it's like a very closely guarded world, like where we don't. Reveal the yeah, trick. Like so how do you first you? get into that? <laughs> the did wizards. Have, yeah, did you have a mentor? The wizards. Or did you um, like Harry like Potter's like, grandfather? I feel like no. you, was like the ni you were like the ninth. Your parents had so many miscarriages. Like you were <laughs> supposed to be magical. You were a magic. You were, yeah, you were magic when well, you came out. Like you were yeah. supposed to do that You were the thing. first magic trick. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. In your life. Yeah. Perfect. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. So yeah, how would you learn a magic is like well i i got a magic kit like anyone gets i think as a, a kid uh -huh. when you're growing up you kind of get a bike between ages of two and 15 you kind of get a magic kit between two and you know you get a hula hoop <laughs> yeah you yeah. get whatever the, you know pogo stick you know you kind of one of those toys you happen to get a certain i you had know. stilts and they were dope see there you go still <laughs> so you get the barbie you get the whatever you know everyone gets sooner or later you get the, the circle of toys that we all get and yeah. maybe one grabs on and you're in Cirque du Soleil you know yeah. mm -hmm. or maybe yeah. a dozen and you're a secretary you know what I mean but that's okay <laughs> so um, so I uh, so you the took that right away yeah. yeah because see I'd already been performing since I was five yeah. years old in these talent shows my accordion and, and all this other stuff and dancing so the, the audience was never an issue sure I was comfortable there but the magic I was amazed by because I saw Copperfield vanish the Statue of Liberty that's really what did it Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was phenomenal. It was unbelievable at the time. And I thought, I know it wasn't a power, but I thought, what a cool optical illusion. Mm -hmm. And yeah. supposedly he did it in real time and live and all. And he did. Um, so I thought, well, that's kind of cool. So I got a magic kit for a birthday present from my uncle and aunt. And I just really got into it because I love the fact that I could do something for you that I'm sharing with you. But what I'm sharing isn't what I'm seeing. It's what you're seeing. Yeah. And I loved that. You know, it's almost... It's almost like an oasis in the desert. You see, it's a lake, but when you get there, there's nothing. It's just the yeah. heat with the road, and it just creates this water look. So that's what I loved about the fact that I could create something and say this is a solid rope when it really isn't. Or I mm -hmm. could, here's four cards, four aces, and they weren't four aces. Like, But I knew they weren't, but yeah. you believed it because yeah, yeah. that's what you saw. Sure. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So, But it was acting, the fact that I believed that you saw four aces, not like four two of hearts. Yeah. So... As a magician, half the battle is acting the part that you're seeing what I want you to see and that I'm not seeing what I really am seeing, if that makes any sense. So that sort was of. the hardest thing. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I have a coin in my hand, I put it in my other hand, it's not there. Because if it's there, when I open it, it's not going to be a trick, is it? Yeah. Where so is it? So I got to fake that it's not in that hand. Well, to fake it, Just you Just, like, gotta, give us one secret. You know, you, you got to throw a coin in your hand a hundred times and then pretend. So when you throw a coin, then when you pr not pretend to throw a coin and it's just air, you have the same mime yeah. gesture. So everyone okay. buys it. Try this one day at a party. Um, take a, have coins in your pocket. Just throw some. If you don't have coins in your pocket, put them in there. Reach in and grab a pile of them in your hand and 
pull a coin out and show somebody the coin and say, oh, it's that nickel. Okay, it's a 10 cent piece. And drop back in your, make sure it goes back in your palm full of coins. Reach back in, but just pretend to grab one. Don't. Hold it like this in your right hand, like you're pinching it. Yeah. Like you're pinching it. And then put the, co- the coins back in your pocket. They think you're holding because you already set it up twice that you're yeah. holding a coin. Well, now you pretend and you throw it in the air. Uh-huh. And they'll, they will believe that you made that coin disappear because wow. you set their brains up yeah. to see that cycle because that's how we work. That's how magic works. Yeah. It's all so it's kind of like your like hands become actors. Yeah. 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 And it's the way you're setting the brain up. If I, like if I said this to you, you probably had, had this happen. You probably, so I said this to you, all right? Say it. Okay, I'm going to say it. So, but answer me quick. Don't think about it. Okay. Super easy? Just, just answer. Just don't it's even fine. think about it. Okay. I usually don't think before I speak. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, um... So if I say, um, um, spell, uh, um, coast. C-O-A-S-T. Okay. Um, spell most. M-O-S-T. Spell ghost. G-H-O-S-T. What do you put in a toaster? Toast. No, you put bread. Ah, (laughs) So that's how it works. So that's how magic works. I get you already there. You can't come back. Yeah. If you think, if you give it an extra two seconds, You'll visualize it and go, I don't put toast in the toaster. You're right. But, toast but because happens after that's, you put the bread in. Yes. Yeah. Unless God you work it differently, which is fine. Yeah. Hey, you know. Yeah. No, I don't country. put toast in a toaster. You, you don't? You're sure? You got me. You're sure? Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. test See? Bill. See? So you feel like magic is, is like that. <laughs> that's a metaphor for how magic works. Indirectly, because you take your brain on this this kind of like comedy. You know, you take them on the story. But as you know, say you jump into a joke, you're writing a joke. And you think it's in your head it's right. The story's there and you can get them to that place. But if you're doing a joke about camping or the ocean, well, if you don't set the scene of the ocean, you just do a joke about the surfboard, well, oh, we're in the, wa- oh, we're in the water. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So you got to set that scene. Oh, and, you know, I'm on the beach, you know, the sun, da da Now they're there with you. But if they're not, the line's not going to hit, right? Because sure. they're not at the beach with you yet. So, so now once you have them there, now you've got them there. Yeah. And then when you make that hard left turn for the, the punchline, then it's whatever it is, you know, but, but you put them in that world. Got Same it. with magic, like I just did. I had you on this thing of most, so now you're just, you're already there. You, I mean, was that magic know. or is that you just like outsmarting me? No, it's not, it's not <laughs> being Maybe smart. Maybe that's magic. Yeah, exactly. No, it's not <laughs> anything about being smart or, or not. It's the fact of. Maybe it's like our right initial up. reactions. It's like immediately, I was like toast, but like, sure. that wasn't the answer. Well, it's like this. Here's another one. It's People are actually like quick to the draw. So I'll do another one for you. All right. So now you know the game now. No, do it to Bill. Okay, we'll do it to Bill. Yeah, let's okay. see right, Bill's Bill. smart. Okay. So, I'm going to uh, be extra smart for this one. Yeah, I know. i got to think about this because i got to think about it. So, um, so I wanna, I'm going to spell it. Okay. And then you just say the word. Okay, shit. Okay? okay. I'll, spe- I'll, spe- I'll speak slow. So, uh, <laughs> M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E. Mackenzie? Yeah. Okay. No, it's not. I'm not telling you. I'm just. I just it. normal words. I'm not. It's not big, I did it. You know? Am I done? Am I done? No. You know, uh, M-A-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. McDonald. Oh, good. Very good. That's very good. M-A-C-I-N. There's going to be a spelling bee tonight. T-O-S-H. Macintosh. Yeah. Very good. M-A-C-H-I-N-E. Machine. Very Boom. good. That's very good. But I was ahead of it. I yeah, knew that. I knew. I, knew what I was like Mac Hinia. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what, what that's where people yeah. go because you got the Mac 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 and it's you a pattern. See the, you see the syllable. You don't see the. You're right. And then you're Mackeen. And it's it was, I was so. Like and yeah, what is it again? It's Mackeen. And and I've I've sat with people and they've been pissed. off like, it's Mackeen. What are you talking? About? It's Mackeen. Like, really? Well, what the hell is a Mackeen? <laughs> but how I don't know. You just want me to say I'm like Mackeen. Really, write it out for me. But how does, go, this ah, how does this apply man. to magic? Like, what tricks are you leading it's, people in this direction? Magic's all about the mind. Yeah. 
See, if you're blind, I feel like it's visual there's no too, trick. Though. See, right. Stevie Wonder doesn't like my show. <laughs> Has he ever came? No, he's never found me. I doubt it. <laughs> you should like play music at your show. Exactly. That'd be cool. No, but it's true though. Like magic is a visual art. That's yeah. why whenever I do a show for my tech writers and that, if it's over 250 people, I always have a live feed now. I never did before. Yeah. Because uh, I just thought, well, they're paying me. I'm doing it. If they can't see me, they can't see me. Well, it really does affect your bottom line because if sure. the audience isn't laughing or being amazed, then you don't get rebooked and don't make a revenue and all other crap. So... So now when I do things, I say if it's over 300 people, I need it to be seen. It has to be seen because that's it, like a lot of physical Why do magicians love seen, handkerchiefs? You know? Handkerchiefs? Yeah, I feel they're like small they, and tiny, they're silky, used a lot. see-through. It's a common yeah. prop, I feel I like. like. My soul. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all the children's parties I went to as a kid, they always use like, they juggle, magicians would like, they would juggle and then they would use a lot of like handkerchiefs for a lot of the props. It, like coins and handkerchiefs. Well, because they're cheap. Ah, <laughs> maybe I was. I'm like from a small right. town. I, I dealt with like answer. low level magicians. Okay, <laughs> you have no money, and you're trying to impress. My me. magicians <laughs> were like math teachers that doubled as magicians on the weekends. That's shady. Yeah, <laughs> I think they just wanted extra income to like get a better yard. Is that what they're calling it? <laughs> maybe. Perfect. All right. Or to pick. Or to go chicks. to Myrtle Beach for vacation. I don't know. <laughs> Myrtle Beach. So, wow, nice. So, <laughs> magic beach. That's where they went. Um, nice. So let's get back to Murray's story. You were doing kids parties making some money at 12, 13. At this yeah. point, you knew you wanted to be, you were a professional just because well, you're making money. Yeah, I was making, you know, an extra two, three, four, five hundred bucks a weekend. That's a lot yeah. for a 12 year old. Yeah. yeah, plus I was. Dude, that's more than I make now. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Fucking A. I'll teach you a couple tricks. You can stick those things on the, uh, on the board at the rec centers and see what you get <laughs> if you get booked. Um, but be, well, I like that fact because I was doing that and I had, of course, a job but I worked at a bakery making these meat pie shells for the bakers. So after school, I'd go there, do mm. three hours and I'd get paid like 25 Would you ever make the, the meat pie and then go? Exactly. Like that. <laughs> Boom, gone. Exactly. <laughs> they could see that. It was very good. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and so it's one of those things where I, I, I love the fact of making money and then spending it to better something else. So that's yeah. what I did. You know, I'd take the money from my other jobs, the normal ones I just did for money. Yeah. And to to buy better magic tricks and to buy, you know, one liner books and all the stuff we kinda learn how to be funny and be of entertaining course. and all that. And um and so I, I, I did that for years. As my as in my teenage years, my dad would drive me because I couldn't drive until I was sixteen, obviously. And this and, is a cute uh, little hobby yeah. for them at this point. It was yeah. great. Yeah, it was and he's making his own money, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah great. And and also I had my own jobs and, and school was okay. I was never a great student. I barely you know, if I got C plus it was a great <laughs> it was a great, you know, month or semester, whatever yeah. it was, you Wait, know. I thought you got A's and B's so. to get that socket to fix your bike. I did. That was in uh, mechanics and I acting. See. So yeah. that was yeah. the two things I excelled That's at. True. Yeah, yeah. And so when you get to that but, precipice of like seventeen or eighteen where it's like you gotta make the decision did you know at that point, did you go to college? I, yeah, I have a degree in broadcasting journalism oh, and wow. a minor in business and marketing, you know, because I wanted to be on the radio. Yeah. Well, now at this point, um, so going back to like when I was 13, I wanted to get a Yellow Pages ad. I think that's a great way to advertise. I had enough money. Oh, wow. So I thought, well, this is great because that's the only way. There's no internet, remember? Yeah. So, um, so I thought, well, that's the only way to get more bookings. So I put an ad out and, um, and so, you know, in the Yellow Pages ad, if you put... See, my name, my magic show is Magic with Murray. Yeah. But if you go, um, ah, Magic Show with Murray, well, that means the A will put you at the first. top of the listings. So, Interesting. So there's little tricks like that to keep you in front of the first people trying to phone you to get a booking. So I learned a lot of little things like that. Well, I realized I also had to have a business line. I couldn't use my regular phone 
of the house line. So that's another expense. Your pa- do your parents know you were doing this? Yeah, of course. Yeah, they thought it was great. So oh, I had in great. my bedroom, I had a little business line. Your parents line. also love you. You're like an you know? entrepreneur. You're like a prodigy. <laughs> yes. So I had I had this little business phone in my because I had to get a second phone because you had to have a business line. So telephone company has to come. You pay the big three fifty to put the line in and the phone and the all that crap they do. And and so then what happened? I started getting quite a few bookings and I couldn't do them all. Yeah. So I'm not going to give them away. So I started booking my friends and took 10, 15%. Oh, wow. So now he's an oh agent. You're an sure, agent guy. Of course, yeah, of Jesus. course. Why not? It's my gig. They called me. Yeah. So why not farm somebody out to it? So I started, and then I realized I'd make more money if I had face painting and balloon animals, an extra 50 bucks each. Yeah. So I found magicians that would do that. And if they didn't, I said, learn. Do a cat, yeah. a dog face, and a fish face. And that's yeah. it. Just do three. That's their choice. Do, do you, recognize, so. you recognize that having this like presence of mind at that age is very unusual? Like I think I was still trying to figure yeah. out which hand I jerk off with <laughs> at 13. <laughs> Damn, Bill. I haven't figured, <laughs> figured that, that out, out too. But, but that's like really <laughs> impressive. Like you were agenting, you were managing, you were farming out jobs, you were like telling people what weird? to do. It's amazing. Yeah, his priorities were different than yours apparently. It was just, yeah. I just was. I just liked making money. Yeah. You know what I mean, I liked the fact, and it wasn't money. Meaning, I wanted. Were you saving it? Be, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I bought my first car when I was fifteen because I, I loved cars. What I wanted to drive. Car? It was a truck because I needed to carry all this crap around. And do my yeah. my shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Toyota and I wanted six to nine Camaros. What I wanted. And oh a, wow! And a seventy, a sixty-seven Mustang, and my dad was like, "Okay, how is a song in a half box going to fit in that car?" Think, and he's like, "Think about it, son. You want to do this for a living?" So now he's doing the other thing. Oh now. wow! You want to do this for a living? You're serious about this? So, so how are you gonna you gonna rent a truck every time? Well, it's gonna cost you money. So now, how much are you gonna charge for a show? Yeah. Now you gotta rent a U-Haul or a whatever Penske truck. And so now, but if you had a truck, well, there it is. Yeah, it's two for one. You can drive around town and you can use it for your show. Well, I didn't have much of a choice because. Dad was right. Yeah. So I went and got a truck, uh, a little red Nissan truck, which ironically I still have to this day. Can you believe that? That's amazing. It's 17 Whoa, years old. It's really? mint condition. Yeah, it's mint condition. I've restored the whole thing. Wow. Still driving around? Yeah, still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite vehicle of all my cars. It's my favorite. <laughs> Everyone laughs. So I got some kind of cool cars, and that is my favorite. As soon as I pull up, oh my gosh, you got the red truck. Because everyone yeah, yeah. knows that was the one I did all my birthday parties in. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so I still and got it. What was so. what was driving you? Was it was it just like the the curiosity of of, of magic? Because because I look at that and I go, I've never been that driven in my entire life. <laughs> you're driven so, though, just uh, like in different ways. Driven, like, well, but, so you're that, an engineer. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, okay. No, okay. <laughs> Let's build so, um, <laughs> I just feel I just I, I'm always no like really like well particularly when I, at that age I wasn't driven by. Anything other than like I don't want to let my parents down. Okay, well that's that's a common that part, denominator. Was that part of sure. like what you're doing as well? Yeah, and I wanted to be successful. Like I looked, I don't know what it was. I felt like I looked up to a lot of older people. Yeah, in my life, like when I watched. Yeah, like I was trying to be you know. a Spice Girl. See, there you go. That's well, but that, that wasn't like era. trying to build. A, I wasn't building businesses at age thirteen. No, but Spice Girl, that's that's somebody that you grew up watching that was successful, like massively was just, successful. Yeah, Who'd you I look just, up to? Yeah, Spice Girls. <laughs> no, <laughs> David Copperfield. Yeah. No, I looked up to Walt Disney. I looked up to Lawrence cool. Welk, which Great I don't know show. if anybody Accordion. you know who that is. Yeah, according yeah. yeah. Um, I looked up to the shows I watched on TV. I, I watched That's Incredible on TV, and oh, I watched yeah, I remember that. all these shows that I remember writing. I still have these letters. I just found them about a month ago in my garage. I would watch something on TV, and uh, I would see like Oprah Winfrey or Elizabeth Taylor is doing an AIDS Foundation charity. And at that time, Elizabeth Taylor was one of the biggest stars in the world in the sure. 80s, you know. And uh, Oprah was just starting, but it was still big in late 80s and 90s. And so I would write a letter. I'd, I'd catch the, as the end of the program would run, I would, on the VHS tape, we'd record, and yeah. I'd slow it down, pause, and I'd get the address 
of oh, her company. Oh, wow. And I'd mail a letter saying, hey, I'm a magician from Vancouver, Canada. I'm sure you have a lot of stars that would be more than happy to help you. I said, I know you don't know who I am, but I'd be love to more than happy offer my services to fly down to L.A. And I'd perform one of your shows to help you raise money for the AIDS Foundation because I think it's a wonderful thing, you know, when it was a big epidemic in the sure. 80s. And, uh, and sure enough, she wrote me back. I'm sure it wasn't her. I'm sure it was the secretary. It was but Oprah's people. Oprah and Elizabeth Taylor. And oh, I, wow. Arsenio Hall, I wrote him when I, couldn't, when I wasn't even a good magician. <laughs> and I got all their letterheads still of, uh, thanks so much, we'll consider you, we got you in our files, it's st- stock kind of thing. But um, Have you ever met no. them since and been like, have they ever come to a show, any of them? None of them. I never, no, because I never got to a point where I was good enough for them to see me, I don't think. Cause, yeah. You know, Elizabeth Taylor, you know, she just wasn't in my best, world. Yeah. And, and then she got so much older. Oprah Winfrey, no. Uh, yeah. but um Arsenio I could see Arsenio that. yes I saw Arsenio I when he played Vegas but I don't know him he's, I've yeah. never read, but he loves magic yeah Arsenio actually yeah so and him and Johnny Carson were kind of close because Johnny Carson loved magic yeah that's how he started yeah yeah so yes yeah, so, so does Steve Martin so but um but yeah so so back to that whole yellow pages and trying to make money thing and all that stuff I um I thought, well, I have this degree now in radio television. Yeah. Dad's like, yes, got a real job, work yeah. for a radio station. And of course, I want to be the morning drive. That's the, that's the shift to be on. That's sure. You know, that's, you know, that's the Ryan Seacrest you time. Like you like getting up you know? early in the morning? The most No, I just like the money again. See, yeah. we're back to that, right? So, I didn't yeah. know journalism had any money in it. Well, if you're a radio yeah, if you're host Ryan Seacrest, there's a lot of money. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or Tom Bergeron or any of those yeah. people. You know what I mean? But, and this time when so, radio was huge, too. Yeah, yeah. of course. Well, sure. Right. And, you know, Ryan Seacrest wasn't around then. You know? Uh, no, not that. Who he was wasn't, the Ryan so. Seacrest then? Well, um, Regis well, Philbin? not here. I mean, Rick Dees, yeah, in this town. Rick Dees, Rick Dees totally. Yeah. So, um, Casey Kasem. Oh my God, yeah, for Maybe. sure. Yes, I got him to say my name, Casey Kasem, before oh, really? he passed away. I, I was wow. doing a charity thing, cool. the Prism Awards, the Beverly Hills Hotel, and I was one of the presenters, and it was his voice that brought us on stage. Oh, that's nice. And that voice is so iconic. Oh, I mean, yeah. That voice. And so I, and I have it at home. I have that recorded because it's just one of those voices that you kind of uh-huh. like, man, I'd love to have. It's just such a cool voice. Yeah, of course. So anyways. Can so you do it? Can you do his voice? I can't. I oh, got to think of it again. If I heard, <laughs> I could mimic it. Oh, yes. God. Well, yeah, I no, I can't do it. I got to yeah. hear it. It's been so long. Um, but but yeah, so I, I didn't want to go up to like a small town of 500 people and make 850 bucks a month. Yeah. Trying to be a radio star because you know you're not going to get in the radio in the morning on a major network uh, on a major city yeah. in a long time. You're going to do the mi- afternoon drive, the midnight drive, and all that other stuff. So midnight's not even a drive to sleep. And so, um, so yeah. So I thought, and at that point, I was already making about thirty-five hundred dollars uh, a month doing what? magic shows. You know, at seventeen, eighteen, I was nineteen, Jesus eighteen, Christ. nineteen. Dude. So, so and I was booking people. You should have a TED talk. So yeah. So I was doing all that. And I thought, I can't go up there and do this damn career. I've got this thing going now. Yeah. And I'm doing tricks for a living. People are paying for me. And I'm still fooling them. Like, I'm still making money off this crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and it still is crap. But, uh, you know, 30 years later. But, but I thought, well, uh, that's it. I'm going to hang that on the wall and just do this thing. Yeah. So I, uh, I started mailing. I started figuring out, how do I make more money and get this show from this kid's birthday party, one convention or corporate show a month thing yeah. to... How can I get my name out there? Like, yeah. how can I do this? And don't forget, reality TV still wasn't around yet. Internet wasn't around yet. So how do you get the hell out there? Yeah. You know? The yellow pages. D- yellow, it's honest to God, you know? And so um, so I thought, well, I'll go on cruise ships. So I started writing agents because they paid really well cruise ships. Yeah. And so, um, so I wrote one agent in Vancouver and... 
I kept sending him my stuff for like four or five years. So wh- you send him your stuff. What do you mean? Like I had VH- a VHS, yeah, tips? VHS tape now, yeah. and um, of my act, like we or sizzle, like which now we send on you know on YouTube or whatever a we link, send yeah. now, you know, or on a hard drive. Um, Tricks work, and there's a crew director that really liked me. Her name was Leslie Spencer, and she says she says Angway Duty. Well, now it's a lot different than it was when I started. I started when, like, it was Poseidon's Adventure, let's be honest. You know, like, it was, you know, it's when a ship looked like a ship. You know what I mean? Sure, there is. A lot of perks. You save your money. You make a lot. You have an audience of 1,800 people every night. Really? Was that big? No, no, now. Back then, it was about 650. That's as big as the ships were. Sure. And it's a forced audience. And so, so what were you saying between tricks? You were like, an introduction, and I just, and I won a few awards. That was my introduction and all that, and... And I would just talk, and I'd have a couple of funny lines, but it was just because the trick warranted that. It kind of yeah. happened, but it wasn't thing I forced. You weren't writing comedy lines around your magic. No, now. and then, uh, funny, a really pivotal moment happened for me. So I got in the ship thing. I figured out how to be half decent, and that cruise director said, do you want to extend and stay longer? She liked me. She said, but look, we really need an assistant cruise director who knows a computer, and I knew how to use a computer, and a page maker, which they were using at the time. And to do the daily program, it says, yeah, I know. You, so if you want to stay on, uh, I'll keep you, and you can do, you can become an assistant cruise director, because I was just a regular, just a whatever the hell. Yeah. And this is with that, you get an extra salary of one percent of all the other uh, seven ships' revenue of their Jesus. Uh, gambling money, which is bingo horse racing. So I made another extra two or three thousand a month off that, because back in the day it was all cash. Yeah. And bingo and horse racing, all these other crap games. So so it was a good thing for me. So I said, yeah, I'll stay, because all I wanted to do was get good. I didn't, I didn't give, I could type a program, but I wanted to get better at magic. I, want, I wanted a theater, and you know what I'd do? In the evenings, I a few of the comics would come on and befriend me, and they said, Marie, you should try this line. This is just an old standard line. Yeah. About hair or about, I didn't have my hair like this. Do you remember any of these up. lines? No, I'm trying to think of the jokes I, uh, oh, Hickory Dickory Dock, that joke. You know, uh, so uh, the joke, uh, the joke is, um, tell the joke now. Uh, the joke is, um, so uh, any any one of you took the the bus today? No, but just me. Okay. So and they said, well, the, on cruise ships is great. You guys want to go on a tour? Yeah, you just want a tour. Yeah. So, well, I just met. Do you guys have a chat with the bus driver? No, well, I I did, and he had the greatest story about one of the passengers last week on the ship. And I got to tell us, she's late late twenties, and she wanted to do something medical to her. She wanted to increase the size of her chest. So she goes and sees Dr. Johnson. And Doc says, yeah, you gotta do two things. You gotta uh, say a poem and you gotta do an exercise. You gotta move your arms back and forth. Uh, and then you have to um, say the poem. The poem is, Mary had little lamb. Her fleece was white as snow. And every time I go like this, my chest is sure to grow. Every day, same time every day, the whole year. No problem. All of a sudden, she looks down at her watch two months in the program. She happens to be on the guy's bus. Yeah. She stands up, runs to the back of the bus, top of her lungs. She yells, Mary had a little lamb, her fleece is white as snow, and every time I go like this, my chest should have grown. Well, the bus driver stands up, walks to the back of the bus, and goes, do you know Dr. Johnson? She says, yes, why do you? And he goes, hickory dickory dock. <laughs> and that's the joke, you know? It's just a, my first dick joke. And um, and it kills, and it still kills to this day, and I still I'm do sure. it. And it's just one of those, just one of those things. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's still a joke, and I didn't know how to say it. And so I would go up. What I loved about being on a cruise ship is I lived four floors below a 650-seat theater in my backyard. Yeah. So almost every night when I wasn't 
trying to get in the crew bar or trying to meet a girlfriend or whatever, um, I would go up there between 1 and 3 in the morning with the cleaners vacuuming and, and I'd stand on the stage and I'd pretend to do a joke to this end and look above and look over here and then, yeah. and then I'd do a trick and, and because the stages on those ships were 180 degrees so I had people sure. which is okay for comedy mm-hmm. this is wonderful but for magic it's horrible because it's like Everything should be 100% of, of the people are going oh he's amazing and then, then the other 80% are like wow that's how he did the trick you know mm-hmm. so uh, you know yeah so you got, that's, a, that's the other problem it's great to be funny and that's fine because you can be funny with people right. all around you exactly. but you can't be very magical always you know yeah for so yeah so anyways that's how that all happened and then um so i i would go up there in the middle of the night and just practice so it was, i love that that's fact. amazing yeah. i thought one day i'm not gonna have this yeah and i'm not good so i gotta really get good so i never forgot that yeah because i saw some acts that were great i'm like god damn they're just destroying because they're just they're pros yeah so that's what i did and then i got extended five times i spent seven and a half months on the cruise ship wow came back with a lot of money because I saved it all. A lot of money. You were great probably at that point. Well, yeah, really because, good. Yeah. yeah, I just, well I, well, I was getting better, a lot better when I first got on. Yeah. But I had the seven month crash course of let's get it together. This is your moment. This is either you're going to, you know, you're either going to go and be a DJ up north for 800 <laughs> bucks a month or you're going to actually make this career. Yeah. And, uh, and then after that, I did 18 years on cruise ships. Wow. And the pay changed, and the ships changed, and you know, yeah. the pay went from 1,100 a week to 4,500 a week to 7,500 a week. Yeah. So, uh, and then when I stopped the ships, it was around 7,500 a week, and yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. You know, for for that's just walking up, up there, yeah. and, and sure it is. Bought my houses and all my stuff. <laughs> I had. Um, because you can't. I never spent it. I just saved it. You yeah. Know, I have a couple of drinks, at the crew bar, two dollar beers, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So, but the pivotal point was I was doing a small cruise ship out of Cape Canaveral, Florida, when Cape Canaveral, Florida was just one dock not like this massive pier they have for disney and everything now yeah and there's a comedian named jerome kelly black comedian and the time is very very funny and he's on the ships and we finished our shows and we're hanging like this having a drink he's like you should do uh comedy you're really funny i said oh i'm a magician i know comedy and i was i was 21 22 so i do a couple of jokes i'm not but uh, yeah. yeah you were like a super sincere like no, no, no! I wasn't Magician, serious. Like, I wasn't trying to be. The, I wasn't trying to be. Yeah, I wasn't trying to be the god persona. But I was serious. I was a classy, and everything worked, and everything I yeah. touched worked, and I was magical. And there was, and I'd do the odd couple of jokes. Yeah, and comedians like, always you know, are funny. Like I saw Copperfield in Vegas, and he made me laugh a lot. Yeah, because you can make a joke. You have within to have some relatability. The item right. you're dealing with when you have a prop, or you can play off something. Right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, you don't lead yeah. with a joke, but you can yeah. fill, like fill it in. It's like yeah. filler almost. That's right. Yeah, it's just a tag or something. Like, so, right? so, yeah, so these so, comics will you do comedy? It's almost like you have to have charisma. Be a magician. Uh, uh, it's or debatable. Mystery. I don't. <laughs> you know, because let's be know. honest, magic is the only, and I think Steve Martin said this: magic is the only talent you can buy. You can buy. You can buy. I don't know about that. Where at that yes. shop in near well, Central Park? Local, here, okay. Because you, 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 your ability, your dexterity with your hands is something that, like, I, I would never have, and I sure. don't have anything close to it. You know. You're right. Yeah. But. If I do a car trick for you, which I can do one after, because I see your cars right here, um, or we can go down to the magic shop and I'll buy a self-working trick, right? That's just as impressive what I can do with my hands, right? Yeah. We go to a lay person. We go to the middle of Iowa. We're playing for 500 people. And we, you and I have one trick each. No one knows whether we're magicians or comedians, right? And we do one trick each. And I do a car trick. I produce four aces. And we go down. And I buy a trick for you. That Literally, all you do is... Put, like, say, a box of cigarettes in another box, stick two knives through it, and cut the half out of it, you know, and then put it back together and pull a box out. It's yeah. a self-working trick. Yeah. 
the audience doesn't know. Yeah. They, they think you're using the same skill that I did that took me four years, five years to master. See, that's why I say, where is a joke? You can give 10 people a, a great joke. You can give them the best joke in the book, have them go in front of a microphone, disastrous because yeah. the microphone scares them, stage fright, they're not used to people, they have no sense of timing or even what the line means. Yeah. Like, so I'll give you a violin right now, right? Uh-huh. And I'll give you a trick that I, you push a button and slide and the trick will just work. Yeah. Which one could you walk on stage the right way? <laughs> yeah. See? So yeah. that's that's my argument on that. And it's my industry. So no, I'm not knocking myself down. I'm just being real. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I've done it for 35 years now and I've got my own brand and my own thing. And yes, but it really is one of the only art firms you could go walk in and fool people and look amazing yeah. when really you're not that talented. Yeah. Do you like apply these tactics in real life? Like do you trick women or men or whatever? I don't think I do. I don't think I trick. Like friends? I don't think so. I mean, when I'm, when I'm dating a girl or when I'm hanging out, I never used it. I think when I was younger, I tried to because it was a tension thing. Sure. But I'm not like that. Like I love attention when I want it. Because right. I can with the hair and the glasses and I wear a nice suit and walk in and do the yeah. dance. Or I'm on stage, of course. We hit the stage and we can do our thing, right? Yeah. But when I'm off stage, like I'm here now, I'd be wearing a hat if I wasn't, you know, because I've been running around all day. I'd be wearing a hat, different glasses, yeah, and just a sweatshirt because, but I've been running around all day and I want to look the part for the interview right now. Sure. But, but normally it would be, you know, if I'm at home, I'm in a robe, different glasses. I need yeah. glasses because I can't see a damn thing, but but I'm well aware of when I walk out the door and what I look yeah. like. So when I, so there's times Times, you know, I want attention, but there's other times where I'm really not. Like when I'm yeah. off, I'm off. Like if I'm going to date a girl, I'll ask her out, and they want to go for a drink, and they may know I'm a magician or not. But I, I, for them to get me to do a trick, it's like pulling teeth. And I feel like sometimes it's hard to separate know. the persona from like the real self. Sure it is, because we are. It is a bit of us. It's mm-hmm. just yeah. personified. You know, yeah. it's more eccentric. You know what I mean? It's it's more a lot. You know what yeah. I mean? A lot. Like you hang with Mason Johns and her carrot top, and they're really like when they're off stage, they're really low key. Yeah, like they're real, but the minute you hit the stage, like a lot of us, yeah, it's just it's a gift, you know, it just goes. When did the moment happen where you're like, I'm going to create this persona that will be recognizable and brand me as Murray the Magician? I grew up with everything that was a brand, like yeah. I'm sure some of your influences. I was a huge fan of Phyllis Diller, uh-huh. a huge fan of Lucille Ball, Fred Astaire, um, and some modern people like Great Jim Carrey and. Huh? Great influence. Yeah, of course. And um, Minnie Pearl, uh, if you don't know who Minnie Pearl is, she was a country singer, but parody kind of singer. Yeah. And she always dressed in a little, she always looked old, even when she was young. Mm-hmm. Little church dress, really tight little church dress ruffles and a hat. But the hat, she always had a price tag hanging off it. Yeah. Always. Yeah. She was like going to return it. Yeah, whatever. But it was just a brand. Everyone knew, like, she left it on. Like, when you leave a tag in your shirt. It's yeah. like she when people leave their sticker on their lids. That's right. But she tags. made it a thing. And yeah. something so simple, that's who, as soon as I say that with anybody of that era, yeah, for sure. you don't have to say her name. They know it was Minnie Pearl. Yeah. And so I love that fact that when you weren't famous, People could still talk about you and go, you know that guy with the yeah, with you know that the, guy with, with the, the hair, the hair, or the guy yeah. with the weird nose, or those glasses, or he always was a propeller hat, or he has one long arm, one short. What's something that just because you never walk out of the gate being famous, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought, well, how can I create a buzz or an interest of the people that I grew up? Liberace. Yeah. He doesn't need those jewels to play the piano. I don't even know how he does it with all yeah. the jackets were worth like four hundred pounds. He wore sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it just and he wasn't the best piano player. Yeah. He's a great piano player, but he wasn't the best. Yeah, you know? Neither was Victor Borgia. And he's one of the best comic piano players in the world. Victor yeah. Borgia would be playing this gorgeous Bach 
Mozart piece and go flying off the end of the piano. Yeah. You can't beat that yeah. because it's so serious and these people are all so stiff and then he just flies and the whole thing drops and the thing drops yeah. and he stands up as if nothing happened. Yeah. He goes, I think I missed a note. Yeah, yeah. And he goes right back. <laughs> and you can't beat that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so those are the people I grew up watching. I thought, man, they're brilliant. Yeah. So when I started trying to develop myself, I realized um, I uh, I liked the Phyllis Diller thing. And I saw Rod Stewart. And I thought, man, he's in his late 40s, 50s at the time. Yeah. I thought he's old because I was young. And I thought that was old now. Not so much. <laughs> and... Uh, and I thought, well, you know, that hairstyle never goes out. It's never in. And it's never out. It's just yeah. you. Yeah. And I wanted something to be a bit brandable. So at Halloween, I decided just to mess it up and sprayed yeah. orange and green. You know, the hairspray you can put in. And some of the girls I was hanging out with going, you really, it looks kind of cool. And I said, oh, thanks. I said, What's your face? I said, oh, man, well, that's cool. Maybe not with the orange and the green. And then we went camping in high school with you know, you boys and girls, and we all go camping. Right? Yeah. So I got out of my truck because they're all sleeping in the back of my truck in tents and made coffee on the fire. Kind of like this. And I had my boxer shorts on, a t-shirt, and my hair, I used to comb my hair nice. Like, I used to hang down. Sure. And it was messed up like this. And I was making coffee. It was all to one side. And one of the girls said, my God, you look really cute with your <laughs> hair like that. And I thought, well, if it could be cute at 8 in the morning, why can't it be cute at 8 at night on yeah. stage? So I kept it. And that's kind of how that started. Oh, you know? wow. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. it's always it's, it's always so a I, woman. So I realized, like, yeah, always a woman, yeah. <laughs> always is. Isn't it? At the end of the day, it always goes back to the vagina. Um, so, yeah, and then... Uh, the glasses because I needed glasses and I wore glasses and I, but I wore contacts on stage and so why don't you wear proper glasses that stand out because you have that look with your face Yeah. and there's nobody doing it right now and this is before you know uh, a lot of other people started doing the dark glass Bobby Bones and all these other people you know sure. and I said yeah that'll work there's nobody in magic doing it yeah and so now it's the thing the hair and the glass and I always wear blues usually you know so how did you know. get how did you finally get because your big break was America's Got Talent right that was a large break was one of my I never believe anything's a big break sure like it's, it might be a big break to the person you're talking to because that's when they first were introduced to you got it you know what I mean like when you do TV you're they go oh my god that's right you're the guy from the and you're like oh my god all this other great no stuff. one's ever said that to me but okay go ahead <laughs> it's coming <laughs> no no but you know what I'm saying so so I think um, my f I mean yeah that was a huge break for me but it's I think it's all little breaks sure like one of my first breaks was b being uh, on the first season of Reno 911. Oh, you know? yeah, that's right. And I got out of the car drunk as a magician pulling all this crap out. I didn't even think it would make six episodes. I, th I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't understand it. I mean, I didn't honestly. You don't understand what's the point of the show. Yeah. The whole thing. Because yeah. the jokes were so obvious to me, nothing was funny. Yeah. Like, I know, but obviously I was wrong because it became a huge hit and yeah. a cult thing, right? Um, and so that. So I got recognized by that. Oh my God, you're. And I even called it Rio 911. I didn't. Because it was a pilot. I didn't. It never was on air. Right? Oh, you were in the pilot, right? Well, yeah. well, the first season, but they shot the whole season, but it wasn't airing yet. So, oh, wow. So, so it wasn't the pilot, but it was. They got accepted and for Comedy Central. So, it, what? They got 13 episodes. So I was the sixth. So I was just filming this thing. Funny story. So I. Now that everyone knows the show. I'm really excited because I get booked. Come here for the edition. Halfway home, I drive. I get the call in Prim on the way back to Vegas. You, you got the call. I said, I said really? He says, You're, they want you. I'm like, oh, great. Something for the resume. Oh, just yeah. so you know. It's a the only good thing that ever happened in Prim, by the way. <laughs> you say that again, right? <laughs> and so so I said, great. So well, they want to shoot in a week and a half. So well, let me know. Great. So it's a union thing. I'm like, oh, my God. Cool. I never did a union thing yeah. before. So I get a you know point for that. So I come in and... Um, First, so I get in the lot. They drive me, and they oh, we'll take you to your trailer. I'm like, oh, I got a trailer. What trailer, Star Wagon. Never had one. 
And meanwhile, I camped all my life. Never got excited about a trailer, but now, very excited. It's a different yeah, yeah. feeling. It's unbelievable, right? Isn't that true? Trailer. Isn't it weird, it's right? Different. That sticker, Star Wagon, you're like, oh, this is oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Same so different. crappy toilet, same crappy couch. But, but it's, it's parked in a studio lot. I know, so it's right? much different right? Isn't than it a weird? Campground. Like, it's so weird to me. So anyways, but I was thrilled. So I'm walking with my buddy, uh, was my best friend, and also my guest actor at my show, Lefty, and we're walking down there. He's helping me. And all he said to me is, hey, Mer, like your look, don't change a thing. Blue suit, hair. And once you just pull a bunch of stuff, when she pulled you over for drunk driving, you're just going to keep pulling stuff out of your jacket. So, you know, all the magician stuff you have. Funny. I'm like, all the magician. Okay, great. I got yeah. it. And then I'm thinking, I don't have magicians. <laughs> so it's like rubber chickens and fl- I don't have any of Bunnies, that shit. Yeah. yeah, I have none of it. So I had to go to a magic shop, drop 100 bucks <laughs> for the stupid union thing. I'm only getting paid 560 for or whatever. And um, I had to buy rubber chickens because I'm thinking, what would be funny? So I'm thinking, I got to really make this work. Yeah. So. I, it was great. I got it all. And I was like, well, we'll just stick it everywhere. And I'll just pull it out. We'll figure it out. I'm sure they'll have some direction. Yeah. So I'm walking down, and I don't know the show at all. I, it's not been on the air, remember? So I'm walking, and there's security outside one of the trailers onto my trailer. And I'm like, man, those shorts are short. And I'm like, <laughs> now I don't remember. It's not been on the air yet. So I'm like, wow. Those his nuts are screaming, <laughs> but I'm like, well, that's nice. So I look at him like, so I looked at my buddy. It's like, that's a hell of an outfit. I said, is that yeah. a security? Yeah. I said, I don't think feel, I don't feel very scared. So we made a couple of jokes. I'm like, oh well, whatever. It's North Hollywood. <laughs> so we go in our trailer and hang out. I'm like, wow, that's outstanding. This is great. It's gonna be an interesting show. I wonder what it's about. So we were there at seven in the morning, of course, and we don't shoot till noon. Literally, we break for lunch, sit down. I go to cut. I'm the last guy to get food. I cut into the steak. They go, hey, you're time to go to the set. I'm like, great. I got it. Yeah. Got one bite. Starving. Yeah. So I go back, and I, haven't, I don't know what I'm doing. They still haven't talked to me. No yeah. one's coming to me going, they just think I can just do this. You mag- do your the magic, magic stuff. Yeah, your just do your magic stuff. So I, uh, yeah, so I, so we're in the trailer. So we're going to be on set in half an hour, so now we're starting to figure this damn stuff. Because I realize there's no direction. Yeah. So okay, I'm gonna be working with Wendy. So okay, Wendy's great, great. So I didn't know who Wendy was at the time. So we hop in the van, we go to the set. There's a car and there's a police car behind us, and great, you're gonna in the handcuffs, you're gonna handcuff, you get out of them. Okay, you're gonna be drunk. So, okay, drunk. Great. So the camera's here. I'm like, okay. Great. So just get in, kinda sorry, great. So I sat in the car and we I thought we were blocking it. And they had video village behind us and it was just on a street, like a random street. Yeah. And I uh I get out. And I, we block it, and I pull some stuff out, and I go, so we finish it. I go, how do, is that what you want? Is that, yeah, yeah, but could you act a little more drunk? So, so I didn't act drunk at all, actually. I said, <laughs> uh, I just thought you were blocking the damn thing so you could see where stuff was coming oh, on. Oh, they filming it, yeah. It was totally improv. <laughs> like, there was no script on this show. None. <laughs> they were just like, just do it. I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm a magician, but I'm not a fucking magician. I mean, like, <laughs> I am, but I'm not, right? So, yeah. so then all of a sudden, the security guy comes walking by again. I'm like, God, those shirts are killing me. <laughs> and I'm like, that, doesn't anybody, what the... And I had no idea. Yeah. So we finally do the scene. Three takes. That's it. We're done. We got. I said, "You got that? You sure yeah. you got that?" Yeah, yeah, we got it. And then it was like, "Do one more take, but I want you to speed it up and slow it down." I'm like, "What? <laughs> what? <laughs> speed it up?" So we did it. Go back to the trailer. I'm in the trailer. I knock on the door. There's my buddy, my gay security dude. Yeah. I'm like, "Hey, man, come on, come on in if you want. Just hang out." Yeah. It's like, "Hey, I just want to say great job on the, uh, on the." Uh, Scene. I'm like, oh, I said, well, hopefully it was what you wanted. It's only four takes. Well, hopefully. you knew he was the actor. I had no yet? idea who he no was. Idea. No, no, yeah. no. I, I thought he was security for the trailer stuff. Yeah. Because I didn't know the show. Remember, yeah. this is, it never aired. We just got called. Please, you pull shit out of your stuff. Great. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it was a whole series or a yeah, bit yeah, part. Yeah. 
So it was an hour. I didn't know it was a habit. So he says, "Hey, I just want to introduce myself to you." I said, "I'm, you know, I'm Thomas Lennon, and uh, you know, the creator of the show." I almost, I almost fell down. <laughs> I'm like, "So you're the creator of the show?" Yeah. I'm looking at him. Says, "Yeah." I said, "I play. I haven't done my scene yet, but I play one of the police officers. I'm Officer Dangle, and I'm supposed to be this very camp looking." I'm like, "I thought." I thought that was really I was just again I'm like wow that's great and then of course Lefty who's beside me is like oh holy shit he stepped in it again I didn't say anything I'm like you know what that, thanks for having me on your show I hope we did it right and I said I hope congrat- congratulations I hope it hits well, we hope it hits too you know you yeah, never know yeah. I said yeah you never know and that was it and I'm thinking here I thought it was security for a trailer and he's actually the guy who wrote the goddamn show yeah. and Night at the Museum and all the shows I mean yeah, yeah. Thomas Lennon's phenomenal Thomas genius. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, and became friends, and he likes magic and all that stuff. Oh, that's funny. very cool. Yeah. So that's a long and short story. Of that so, so that, yeah. was, so. that was Reno 9/11. 9/11, yeah, and all that crap. And yeah. then, uh, and then and from then, then we did a bunch of reality stuff because I saw William Hung sing on American, yeah. American Idol, and I've won all these awards for twenty twenty one years, and no one knew who I was. Yeah. And then here's this guy who can't sing. Yeah. That's famous doing thirty thousand dollar corporates. I thought, okay, hold on. Wait, William Hung was doing thirty thousand dollar yes, corporates? Was. Yes, he was. He was really was. successful. He was that famous. Yes. He was. Wow. I yes. mean when you said William Hung, I was like, Yes, now we're in her. Now we're in we're caught up now. Now she's born. So now Sorry, we're I'm gonna check my phone. I'm a millennial, like now let me we're be. In, I I know you are. So so now I thought this is bullshit. Yeah. So I, and at the time now at the time, because of my moment of the comedian saying you really should be funny, yeah. Um, you know, he sat down with me and said, Look, man, don't be a magician. This is on the cruise ship day way, way back. He says, Don't don't limit yourself. He says, You're funny. Like when you say something you have like pe- people like you, they get you. Yeah. Uh, I said, Yeah, but I'm a magician, I don't want to comment. He says, Stop. I said, Why don't you just be an entertainer? So not a magician, not a, be an just be an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Get the job done. Yeah, and I and that was it. I said, "Wow, wow!" I was like, "Why narrow down to one career path?" Well, yeah, Sammy Davis was an entertainer. Yeah. Sammy Davis, you don't think of as a singer, entertainer. You don't think of as yeah. a dancer. You think of yeah, Sammy like Davis. Yeah, Michael Jackson was an entertainer. Davis. Exactly right. You just really right. So I thought, "Wow!" And that's when everything changed. Most icons wow. are so, entertainers. So for the most part, so yeah, at that yeah, point you sure, just yeah. you changed your whole act. Yeah, everything you, went to comedy. Everything started well, not overnight, as you know, because it takes forever to get anything funny and right. So I started trying to figure out how do I make this bit funny because, as you know with comedy you set a scene and you do a little monologue and maybe it's two minutes six minutes but it's a whole set of something about something yeah you don't always hop around unless you're do, doing the one-liners and that's yeah, a different yeah. style right so so with magic i got this prop now that i gotta maybe vanish a dollar bill and put it in an orange well that's lovely but how do you make how do you not just do a one-liner just yeah. to do a one-liner just out yeah. of nowhere you have to give an arc and yeah and then go back to your trick kind of should relate yeah. So now you got to write things about oranges or money or money and fruit, and it's just because it's a weird premise. You're forced to write certain things within the magic trick that might not even have a funny premise at all. So yeah. that was kind of a weird way to go with that. And so I started writing, and and then I really wanted to be funny because I wasn't, and I thought I gotta I gotta stop the crutch of the magic tricks. Like I just gotta go on, st- which is as you know. So you just scary. went on straight up as a yeah. Stand-up. So I. So I um, did the ships, moved to Orlando, Florida, still doing the magic, got married over there once, one of the marriages, and then I, um, then I got an offer to go to uh, Vegas, and so I got an offer at the Frontier Hotel. And I said, this is great, headlining Vegas. Once yeah. again, not ready again. You know what I mean? Like I was always, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I always sold for sold myself. I've always done this. Of course, you got to. Of course, right? Fake it till you make it. And I did this and then, but I want to be funnier, but I knew they had open mics here at the Laugh Factory. 
And wow. they had open mics at the comedy store on Mondays, right? You pull a ticket, yeah. wait the next week, right? And then you had to get down here at nine in the morning or you want the first 15 online, all that yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. So I didn't know this the first time. So I think I'm open mics. I'll just drive in. I'll leave about noon, get there four, sign up, go on at seven, right? As you know, that's not the case. So so I drive in on my day off. So I've got a headlining show at the Frontier in 2002 now. Uh-huh. And I drive in and I get here. Of course, the lineup is all the way up the street. And there's the probably Tuesday, 35 Tuesday day at the Laugh Factory. That's right. Yeah. They still have it, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. So there's like 35 people already. There's only 15 on the list. At least it was at the time, like way back. Yeah. It was first 15, got to do three minutes or whatever it is now or whatever. But so I was like, first 15, holy shit, there's like 50 people. I'll never. So I sat there. I thought, well, I'm here. I drove all the way in. It's four o'clock. So, of course, we all put our names on the after after list. Well, Christ, I, <laughs> I was like 63rd. And I thought, well, I'm going to come back at 7 and watch what's going on. I mean, I'm here. I drove all yeah. the way in for this. And I talked to a couple people at the Laugh Factory. said, well, if you want to get here, you got to be the, get here early. And you just sit here Jesus. and you read a book. And I didn't know any of that game. A lawn chair, yeah. So I said, all right. So that went to the comedy store. How do you do this thing now? So I went over there and said, well, you got to pull... Tickets on a Sunday. I can't remember now. You probably remember now better than I do. But you pull tickets on a Sunday or a Monday, and the, but that's for the next week. So if you pull one of the tickets that has one through fifteen, you're going to be on at least on the open mic. But it's not for this week. It's for the following. The following. Week. So at least you know, and you got a week yeah, to yeah, prepare. Yeah. But I can't remember if it was a Sunday or Pot, Monday. Is this potluck? Potluck. potluck. That's right. Potluck, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what days do they have it now? It's still Monday, yeah. Okay, so it is Monday. So, so, so I did that. So I went there and figured out that little. But I, so I, I missed that by a day. So I got screwed here. And then <laughs> Monday, so, but I got, but I went to watch whatever was going on there for that yeah. day, just in the small room. And so the next week I got it all together. So I decided, okay, I'm going to come in Monday, pull a ticket. So I drove in, tried to pull. A t- I got a ticket. So I got yeah. like seven or eight or whatever. I'm like, good. So that's comedy store for next week. Got yeah. it. And then. I thought, well, I'll stay overnight, get a cheap hotel. And I used to stay at the Safari Inn down here. I remember Safari Inn. Yeah. I love that place. Cheap, yeah. it was like twenty nine dollars mm-hmm. rooms. And I, uh, yeah, so I, I pull another. Uh, then I'd wait in line here, and I would get here at nine in the morning, sit around, and and uh, and then I got on, and I'd do nine jokes that bombed, and one that was kind of good, and I bring <laughs> that joke back to Vegas. Oh, okay. And put it in the show, yeah. learn how to make that funny, and then bring those nine suckers back in with one new one, and try to figure out what so went wrong. So this is like those. rinse, repeat. Yeah, rinse, repeat, I would drive in it. on my day off. That's crazy. Here I got a sh- and people are like, why are you driving in to do a show here for free for three minutes? When you-? I said because I want to walk on stage naked. Yeah, and that's it, great. as you know, it's scary and so okay. i thought well that's how i'm going to become funnier so that's kind of all how, how that happened yeah and then the america's got talent was 2010 and then that's when it really took off in the sense of getting my name really out there a lot yeah um and exposure wise and and just because it was great tv and that's yeah. the same time the internet really was kicking now obviously yeah and youtube started to pick up and everything <clears throat> and then and then as that came around you know i toured like you do and you play the clubs and different venues and i went to europe i played japan and europe and brussels and all over the place and then finally i ended up um coming into the youtube world yeah you know, which is which is huge yeah and then literally like two weeks ago we just hit one million subscribers one million subscribers one million on youtube subscribers, jesus yeah. that's huge yeah isn't that great isn't that crazy yeah so now we're shooting i just shot a a video with a super cool YouTuber today, uh, I Justine, her name is, and she's been doing YouTube since 2006. Wow. And uh, she is so successful. It's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. Now listen, we, we, we wanted to have uh, you do a magic trick for, yes. for us in front of the camera while we're still, we're still running. Yes. Uh, can, 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 uh, you want to be the, you, Emily, you want to be the Rube? Yeah, can you, uh, d- well, yeah. You yeah. Can, you can, yes, you the can. Don't, don't let your side uh, love <laughs> on fire. 
you don't let your ass on fire. But that's part of the magic, isn't it? Mur, you have like you have like eight million stories, man. I wish we could have you for like five hours. Yeah, but we gotta close out. Murray is also dating a girl that he's dating a girl I used to date. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that cool? No, I have. She she's a really great girl. No, she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like when somebody you dated, they're dating somebody you like, dating somebody you like. You're like, oh, that's cool. That makes me happy. You're like, if I if you approve of them, it's fine. Yeah. But then part of me is like, I guess Murray's better than me. That's the second thing that happens. That's not it. It's all about timing. Are you guys actually dating? No, we're fucking. <laughs> no, no, we're yeah, of course we're dating. Yeah, of course we're dating. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's not really an. It wasn't really an ex. I went to see you. Wait you wait till the end of the podcast to bring yeah, up the baggage. Yeah, it's actually really. It's, like, no, it's not baggage. It's not baggage. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, I've been married. No, I. He, 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 he and her came to a show, but you guys weren't dating yet. Exactly. Exactly. So I can I can get divorced a few times. All right. How is she going to see this? Well, the camera has to see it. I want to use the table. Okay. Yeah. So. Should sit. I sit? Should I like kneel? Sit, sit in the, right here beside me. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we'll do. Hold the mic. Do I need no. the mic? I think I'm just like a. Okay. Prop okay. Magic. Good call. Well, <laughs> then. Gender equality doesn't apply to magic. Now, what is, now in terms of like having sleeves or not having sleeves, what what is that about? Because I know I I feel like now the trend is magicians don't wear sleeves. So they always say, "Look, I'm wearing." Yeah. You know, because they don't want to pull anything up their. They sleeve. want to show you yeah. that, like, I can do this without sleeves. Is is a trick up your sleeve a real thing? Was that like? No, when you think of it, just think about this for a second. Say we take a, like, say I did hide a card in my sleeve. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to get a sleeve. Like, so, so I'd say I did that. Yeah. Well, it's not easy. You can, you know, you can try to slide a card out, but you would know if I was pulling out of my sleeve. Yeah. And, and and there's other ways to fool people versus using your sleeve. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, it, but people think it's overrated the sleeve thing. So. Yeah. So yeah, so, um, but let's uh, do it. You like? Have you ever helped a magician? I can't say I have. Okay, here we go. Um, how many times do you want me to cut the deck? Two or three? Three. Three. You like that? Okay, once, twice. Make an odd number. Okay, great. And then um, we'll cut it one more time for good luck. And then what's a, what, do you ever play cards? Never. Never. Aren't. Like Euchre in high school. Okay. Well, what's a good card in the deck? Like if you were to say, like, you know. Probably the Joker. Well, that wouldn't work. Yeah, well. Is yeah, that but, even in the deck? Yeah, it is. But but say, like, you're gambling. Don't be difficult, like goddamn Emily. Ace. Ace is always good. Aces are good, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. If you're in, do you ever gamble? Never. Unless yeah. a guy gives me money in Vegas. Or like, unless she go. has sex without protection. Okay. Nice, good, nice, hey. But yes. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna cut I don't feel like that's gambling, though. <laughs> that's just Tuesday for Emily. <laughs> yeah, right. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Yeah. So you cut the deck once, right? Twice. Uh, two, and then three and four times. You look really carefully. There's your four ace. What? That's it. That's where we're at. You said ace, right? I did. There you go. And four you said aces. Sex on Tuesday. Well, you got the aces. Sorry about that. So the whole point of that trick was to show that you could pick the ace... Well, not pick any card you said, but you just happened if you said two of dimes. How'd that. you do it? Magic. Um, <laughs> magic. Yeah, it is. It's really they're slippery as hell, but it is new, right? Yeah, so they're not a stack deck or anything. Do you prefer there's... cards to be new, or do you like them a little oh, bit no, worn they're in? Oh no, great when they're worn in because they're so hard to use. But it's okay. Let's do this thing. So there's four aces, right? There mm-hmm. are. Four Let's aces. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And four aces. So red, black, red, black. So you're gonna help me. Tell me your name again. Emily. Put your hand on Emily. So the top card is what color? 
black. Yes, got that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, black. It's going to go in your hand. Like, way to forget my name. Yeah, no, I didn't even, I didn't say it once, though, so. Sure. Oh, you look like a Britney, that's what I was going to say. That's nice. Yeah. Emily's ugly. Yeah, that's all right, so. You got a, at least a Y at the end. So, what color? Another black. So, what color? Black. You sure? I'm positive. Okay, you just like slipped a red to me. No, don't let it go. I did look, look, and it was a red. No, no. What about the other one? Black. No, you got to pay attention. Drink more. So, <laughs> so. Whoa. No, yeah. you just tricked me. Well, because this, you this were messing black. with the trick. See, that's what happened. This is you black. You wait till the trick finishes. So you don't want thing. people like me doing magic with you. No, you can. It's you just, can't be a... You need no, to you pick can. more submissive people no, 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 that do no, no. these you tricks. You can, but it just changes the whole trick. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it does all night. But I just keep changing the trick. But I still am confused of how the red card got in my hand because there was a black ace to begin. Exactly, because I changed it on you. So you missed the whole trick. So you missed the whole routine. Emily. Just all breathe. Done. See? All done. See? <laughs> I might not be See? meant for being a magician's assistant. No, you just have and to enjoy And that's okay. It. It's kind of yeah. like if you were doing your monologue and then every second word somebody yelled at you. And you try to get a laugh. I don't do monologues. Well, how about a joke? Okay. Every second word in a sentence somebody yelled at you. Yeah. You could never get to laugh. Right. You I didn't can't let you be an assistant. I you was interrupting you. are being like totally. the equivalent of a heckler to exactly. magician. I mean, I can Which fucking leave. Why doesn't Bill be the beautiful No, 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 no. Exactly. no you you no, just watch. Seriously. Um, no, I'm just I'm just sharing that with you. You can talk to me, and you're never going to stumble. This me is good, though, because have you ever dealt with a difficult assistant? 40 years of my life. All right, cool. <laughs> so this is nothing. Yeah, yeah. This no, is no, no. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to see me do something kind of cool, just let me do it. You know what I mean? Or you can watch. Guys say that to you me know, all the time. They're like, yo, just shut up and like, let me do my thing. So what's another good card in the deck? Jacks? The queens? fucking queen. The queen, perfect. And then the, what, what's another good card? Go for it. The two. That's a shit card. Well, Super you know good. what? Now you're not even allowing me to have opinions exactly. on the deck. Of course. <laughs> no, was it, what, but I mean a good card. Probably like Queen and Kings. Yeah, and Jacks. Any pitcher card. I'm not Is a big card high? player. Okay, so any pitcher card's a good card. So um, I'm going to try to find the two Jacks. Okay, how many Jacks are there? Four. Okay, what are they? What suits? Hearts, Hearts queens, spades. Yep, and clubs. Okay. So let me try to find them. Here we go. Two Jacks. That's it. You see that? Mm-hmm. So that's two we got a club and a heart, people. That's right. That's very good. And then there's two more jacks. Jack of spades and jack of... Diamonds. Diamonds. Watch. I'm so smart. You're on it. That's it. You see that? No? I didn't think I was supposed to. I oh, know. Yeah, you're supposed to see it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Watch. Just gonna that's it. There it is. That's the jack of diamonds. There, there she is, people. There it is. And then the third one is what? Clubs. Spades. What he said. Jack of spades. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's a joke. That's actually Jack of spades right there. there you go. Wow. Trick, Same trick I was going to do with the aces. Very impressive. Can you make me disappear? Oh, that's easy. So can Bill. <laughs> I need to leave. It's about that time of the night. It ought to be a great benefit to the viewers, to I Bill, know, to guys. everybody. No, you're great. Do we just need like a blanket? Yeah. You have one more for us for the sure. closer. Of course. Um, you do trick with me. Okay. So, um, this is actually a great trick. And the reason I'm saying is because you guys are going to do it. Not me. So if it screws up, it's your fault. Okay, I like that. All right. I love how the magician blames it on us. Yeah. Um, so does anyone play? Do you play poker? Really? A little bit. Okay, what's a good hand in poker? Tell me. Um, uh, full house. Okay. Royal flush. That's good. Um, what's a royal flush? Uh, Jack King, uh, ten Jack Kings on the ice. Yeah. And then what? What's a good? Do you, what do you play? Blackjack or poker? See, I play black. I play blackjack probably. 
more than poker? Yeah. Yeah, same here. What do you, you don't play anything? No. Old maid. We had this discussion. <laughs> yeah, I go. Yeah. Yeah, I remember things, yeah. At least I don't play Go Fish. That's like the worst card game. Is it really? I don't even know how to play the game. Exactly, because it sucks. <laughs> so, okay, so that's a good <laughs> card, right? And then name a black card for me. Any black card. doesn't really matter. Four. Okay. Of clubs. Four clubs. Excellent. <laughs> Four! I feel like a kindergartner. I'm like, duh, 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 duh. I can come up with a number and a, right. a gender. Now keep an eye on this. Oh, a suit. Okay. So. Four of clubs and a jack. jack. So what's important is this is red and this is black. Nothing else matters. All right. I'm yeah. Going to the deck three times. All right. And then you guys, we're going to separate the deck because there's two cards, 26 and 26, red and black. Yeah. So don't worry about the suit. Just worry about the color red, black, red. Okay. I'm going to hold the card over and um, we're going to go back and forth and you say whether you think it's a red card or a black card. That's all I got to say. Okay. All right. And that's it. We're going to go through the whole pack. Okay. Super simple. Got it? Yeah. We'll go back and forth. All right. So here we go. Red or black? Red. Okay. Black. 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 <laughs> Red. Red. Black. Red. Red. Black. Black. Not bad. <laughs> Red. Red. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> Red. Red. Black. 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 Red. Nice. Mm. <laughs> Red. Kay. Black. Not bad. Red. <laughs> Black. Red. This is, this is, this is you know what? No. Fucking cruise. Black, you actually. <laughs> <laughs> Black. You, you want to do Black? I want to change my mind to Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I say this one should be Red. You feel good about that? Yeah. Right. Good. <laughs> Black. Black. Black again. You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Red. You sure? No, black. <laughs> you want red? I want black. You sure? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, good. <laughs> I okay. saw it. Okay, red. Red now? Yeah. Right. Not bad, huh? So let's do this. Um, that's not bad. Oh, yeah, two kings. Um, let's switch these two. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's pretend that didn't happen. That's, that's, tr that's tricky. That was like more of a practice thing. Mm-hmm. See where you guys are this is at. a long game. Yeah. It is a long game. It's 52. Uh, yeah. How many cards in the deck? 52 long. Dang. 52. All right. Let's go. Oh, we're still going? Yeah, the whole deck. Okay. Jesus Christ. Black. Just say black for all of them <laughs> at this point. Red. Black. Red. 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 Black. 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 Red. Black. Red. <laughs> Black. Red. 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 Black. Red. Black. 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 <laughs> Red. Nice. Give a round of applause. Very good. Yeah, we did it. We did it, Emily. You did a very good job, you guys. Now, usually you guys are going to have to help me on this, all right? So.
Here's what we're gonna do with the piles here. Jesus' table is such a Let's go, guys. Let's see how, how our intuition worked. Red. Mm -hmm. Whoa. <laughs> Not bad. Come on. No way. Stop. Yo, you're a real magician. Yeah. My mind is fucking blown. I wish I could like use my emoji that has the mind blown right now. There you go. You guys wow. are Wow, that's you guys amazing. amazing. What the hell? You guys are amazing. You're amazing. By the way, Murray, you're the second Murray, you're the I'm second so guest that she wants to sleep with tonight. Nice. Stop it. Nice. I just want to see the first <laughs> Two for one. two, baby. Relax. Um no, that I don't need someone tricking me. I get tricked <laughs> enough in my daily life. I need to make Nice. Sure. So um, there you go. So Wow. Murray, that was man. I'm so glad you came. It's so glad I, I want to hear more. I was really but, uh, looking at the deck. Like I was like trying to like see. If I know. Like, that's why. Anything. That's why it's a fun trick. It's kind of yeah. cool, right? Yeah. It's, it's kind of really neat, cool. right? Because it really does fool you. See, that's what I mean by the mind. It's more technical in your head than it really is. is but that's how we think as humans. We always, you know, huh? Is there advice you can give us in daily life so we don't miss these cues? <laughs> that that is for the. Uh, for the other guest, <laughs> that is for the the guru of comedy. We've had a great, we've had a great Master cast of characters tonight. Oh my god, it was a really fun night. No, I think you know. I've always said this, and it's funny, uh, but it sounds so cliche. You really do have to uh, live for the day in the moment, and you know. And the biggest thing I've lived for in the business, and you guys can agree or disagree with me, is and this is how I always think you keep getting better or worse is you're only as good as your last show. Yeah, and I've lived by that my entire life because you can kill it. You can destroy a room. That doesn't mean the next night you walk and never take it for granted because we've done that. At least I have. Yeah, for sure. You walk and go, I've got this. And you walk on and it. Oh, the first 10 minutes you go, oh, you got, you could be kidding me. Yeah. And the whole show is like the Himalayas. You trying to get up that hill. Yeah. And you thought you had them in the palm of your hand. Well, it's a yeah. different audience. You thought you cracked the code. Exactly. And you, it out. Yeah. and you realize, oh my God, I got to actually work for this again. You know, so you, yeah. so you never, you, like, that's why. And then sometimes you'll have a crappy show. But don't let that let you down either because that you only go to your last show. Well, okay, yeah, right. Okay, well, then go out there and disprove yeah. the disaster that happened the night before because you will. Yeah. You know, I, I work all the time like you do, Bill, and I, you work, right, a lot? I think so. Okay, good. So, you know, the point is that when you, you the more you work, the better you get. But even if you, you destroy and you do the same lines and the same material, it doesn't work all the time. Well, it's not that it doesn't work all the time. Sometimes the audience isn't ready for it. I, I did a show with Larry the Cable Guy and Alice Cooper, all right? Yeah. High-end event in Arizona. High, high event. You know, this is this $10,000 table of eight people. They yeah, buy yeah. these things and they're bidding on stuff. And it's for Alice Cooper's Solid Rock Foundation. And I love Larry. The I fun. think he's great. Very funny. Got his brand. Well, this crowd it was the 10,000 table crowd, yeah. not Oklahoma, mm -hmm. you know, not Iowa. And it's Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale's a fun city, though. Lovely city. But Shout Larry the Cable Guy, it's really not. And he walked out there and he did good, but yeah. not but not great. I've seen him destroy because his material is pretty solid. It just right? depends on the vibe. Yeah, but usually you think, at least I do, I always think it's somebody that, at his level where he's doing arenas. Yeah, exactly. And he's done it for so long. He's got that hook and he's got so many damn lines. He can just bounce back to old material just to save yeah, the yeah, day yeah. and get through a show where 
you know, it's, it's interesting to see someone at his level as well that he was trying to find the audience and they couldn't relate. Yeah. He's talking about money issues and trying to save up for dinners and all that. Well, these people, they, <laughs> they pulled in a Rolls Royce. They got a Maserati. And it doesn't, there's no, yeah. you know, eating ramen and there's no, you know what I mean? Like TV dinners and all the stuff he talks about, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was an interesting shock because I, I open, thank God, because I love opening because when you open, uh, you're always the best. Yeah, no responsibility. Because there's no default. Nothing was That's worse true. after somebody destroys you. Like, yeah. you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I thought, oh, thank God Larry's after me because I do not want to go after Larry. Or obviously Alice, but he's obviously the headliner. Yeah. So, um... And I thought, thank God that's over with. You know, it went great because I was the opening act, so I did my normal stuff. And I watched him, and he he was just good. He, and that yeah. was it. And I said, is it just me? Or am I was... And then two of my other crew members said, no, that was just... That was just good. That we just got. He kind of just got through that. That was not. I said okay because yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. I didn't. You know, maybe I was expecting so much, or I've seen too yeah. much of him. And he was and already so a household name at this point too. Of course, yeah. it was last year. You know, oh, what I mean? wow. so yeah. So you know, you can't expect every performer to be perfect all the time. Well, no, but, but I feel certain, like yeah. that you level. I do. I do. Though. I guess it depends on how bad you feel like he did. Like I just feel like when you walk in in a room like that was about a thousand people. You know, they were all ready to be entertained. But did he bring it? And they just yeah, well, his lines were the same. He dressed the same. Well, I mean, he didn't change anything. Oh, I never. I always blame the entertainer. I never blame the audience. I agree with you on that. I never blame the audience. Sometimes I feel like maybe there's just like a disconnect. If you can't get the audience, then it's your own goddamn fault. I feel like he wasn't. And we're all been there. But we do. We walk out there shit. We all do that. Maybe he wasn't reading the room correctly. Oh, he wasn't he in was the room. He was too caught up in his like standard bits. That's that he right. Wasn't able to he took adjust. it for granted that they would accept him. But he, for, but he can't you know. suddenly like rewrite. Rewrite to like you know exactly. Because you kind of got yeah. a you can tell right away if they're like feeling you're not, and you sure. should be able to adjust. Maybe you would you would assume yeah. Maybe no. he was so stuck in like his shtick that he couldn't win yeah. them over. The only time he started uh, picking up was when he started talking about try- how he got the uh, Mater role in Cars. Oh yeah, he's a tow truck, right? Yeah. So um, how he got the tow truck role and that. Twig because all these people have kids that watch that that now. Now, yeah, so he kind of did that, and that kind of saved him a little bit. But it was interesting because I'm a fan, you know. But it was, I hate saying it was nice to see, but it was less exactly to go because we all have those show going, man. Why did I, I did this? The worked. I did the stuff, and I felt right. But man, and you, you know, and you can only change a joke so much. To make it fit that audience because it's a joke and it's about something, right? So, anyways, yeah. yeah. So that's my my. 10,000 words of wisdom instead of one line, but, but yeah, if you only as your last show, you know, yeah. and I've always lived by that. And that applies so. to relationships too and everything sure else. You got every everything. Day is new yeah. You're only as good as your last park job. Yeah. You know, I parked like crap across the street. You guys dated the same girl. That's really cute. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that nice? It's cute. Yeah. 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 Actually, we're Dick brothers. Yeah. We're yeah. right now. <laughs> are you going home to her right now? Here, no, she's in Vegas. Mur- I'm Murray. Uh, Murray actually, he posed naked in Playboy. Playgirl. Playgirl. I did actually. And you're the first interviewer to bring that up. Ever. Really? Can you believe that? You're That's the only amazing. magician. Yeah. To we can't wait to look forward to the full spread. spread. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Easy. I actually. Yeah. Is Easy. there a PDF That's file funny. online available for I don't know, everybody but there's listening? A few people, there's a few, a few photos of people's phones. I know that, but, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Murray's but no, got no, tricks and nudes. You guys. No, yeah, it's funny. The Murray. first uh, first person asked me that. It's funny. Because I try to always bury dollars. that a little bit. Why would you want to bury that? Well, because it's not something that I always brag about. It's one of those things that if you do enough research, you know me well enough. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And most people don't. Guys, why are we talking about my big dick? Come on. Now, now here we are. Talking about my big dick. Things are Jeez, magical I can't tonight. Let's not make it about my big dick that. right now. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, but it, that's funny you brought that up. So yeah. So there you go. Well, I wanted another thing to be different for, for people to talk about. Yeah. And go. Did you know that 
when you walk, did, did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah. Is that guy in the corner? Yeah, he, yeah. Does, magic. he does magic. Yeah, that yeah. weird looking dude. And did you know what else? No, fucking, because it's like if a girl walks into a party, you go, she was in Playboy. No, she wasn't. And all of a yeah, sudden, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's know? great. Who reads Playgirl? Yeah. So, and I guess nobody. so. We we do shows back to we do shows back to back <laughs> in Vegas, and yes. your your merch machine is unbelievable. You you I have incorporated into the show. That's right, and I do bits on all the bits. Everyone lines up, to, and after me, after my show, I'm like. Someone buy, <laughs> buy a t-shirt. Look at like three people you maybe. Great t-shirts though. The, great t-shirts. The, uh, white but trash. Buy right? them, but you have it like. They say halfway, half. Oh, halfway. Yeah, it's really half good. What? You want one? It says halfway, half I trash. I love one. I'll get yeah. it. I have a free it's one. actually great. They're like, really I'll good. I wear it too bad. Probably maybe like tuck it into a pair <laughs> Thanks of for the jeans. sympathy. <laughs> nice. But he'll have like a hundred people lined up, and after the show, I'm like, beg, come on, guys, ten bucks, whatever. Donate it and a hug. I'll give you a hug. That's great, man. But it's all about the the sell as well. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I know, and you incorporate it into your acting. And I hate doing it. Way. I hate doing it, but then I realized I didn't mind doing it. Yeah. Long as I could find a joke, because everything yes. I do, I make you know jokes about. Of course, of course. Yeah, know. and you do it really seamlessly. Really? Yeah, kind of yeah, knock and, yourself. And then down. you feel yeah. bad, and then you get that twenty dollar bill in your hand. You're like, eh, I was about. He looks so young. Thank you. He does. I'm very shocked you had a business in '93. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yes, it's very weird. Yeah, I know. I'll trade your ages. Don't. Don't crack. crack? I don't know, <laughs> yeah, like right. I don't know, guys. Go to Canada. I know. I try to take care of myself, though. I think you yeah, do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's all that magic. Yeah, he's got magical skin. Okay, wow. Emily hits on another guest. This is gonna be the name Not of my podcast. Not hitting anybody. A little bit. <laughs> I'm just being charming. I know. I know. Charming. And a little bit wine um, drunk because I did kind of get. I was like <laughs> drinking a lot of this yellowtail. Uh, we're not done yet. Come on, one more. No. We all have it a little more. Sure. So, um. So is there anything that you want to plug coming up? Or you have your show at the Laugh Factory. Laugh Factory. When are uh, you back there? When you come back? Do you have a date uh, yet or not? He's, like he's so great, though. I, honest to God. And really? I just to, No, no. Just to blow his own amazing. horn for a second, or blow your horn, is it, the fact that I was such a fan of his material, though. I mean, That's because, how I met him. I was like, yo, I love your bits on the vegan stuff, because like, I had a really annoying experience with vegan. I'm like, it spoke to me. Are you <laughs> vegan? No. Oh, okay. That's why his bits <laughs> No, no, yeah, I felt me. that, but I just wanted to clear, you know, yeah. clear. No, no, but I just like your style, and you commit. Talk about committing. He well, commits the, to his Because the last guest that was on, you know what I mean? He... Uh, that's what he mentioned. Don't you know, don't don't fall short in your bets. And was, we panel, do that a lot like. sometimes, you know, because you have a new bet and you go, oh god, and you just back out of it, and you're yeah, like, and you never course. get the true whether it worked, you, you know. Commit. Yeah, you have a and point I love of view that. on stage. Well, you, you know, have to commit because so. if you ha- if you go seventy five percent and it's offensive, terrible. then yes. everyone will see the weakness and be like, that's right, and hate you. That's they right, and you got to own it. it, and that's it. Yeah. Take it or leave. And I like that about. And my mother loved you as well. Oh, cool. And he was funny because after the show, because he goes left and right with the show and dirty and Scottish. Yeah, but she's also you know. Of a different, she's of a Lawrence Welk caliber, and <laughs> and so he talks about some lovely stuff, you know. And so after the show, he's like, "Mom, I got to let you know. So I hope it wasn't too much." My mom just laughs it off. She thought it was great. Was I just wanted to feel the dating bits and stuff? I didn't want you yeah, to. No, no, I loved it. It was funny. Because yeah, yeah. it it's what it is. It's comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And course. I love it, but I just like the stuff that you talk about, and it's very real, and you do commit, and that's half the battle, I believe. You know what I mean? Is committing and getting in there and just. Yeah. Sharing your we, opinion, you make me so. feel a lot better than my act than you Kirk know. Fox did. I'll yeah, well, but I, but I mean that though, and I'm <laughs> I'm not saying that for any other reason because no, it is no. good. And I'm a fan, and I've always said that. Yeah, you I'm know a fan of yours. So, you're, you're right. And if you, you, know, you guys, so. if you got you got to check out your it's but. Murray the Magician on YouTube. Yeah, well, yes, Magic Murray on YouTube. Magic and Murray on yeah, YouTube. We yeah, we just yeah we just like sit hit over a million subscribers. We're at almost one point. We just hit one point one million subscribers. Wow. 
uh, today, and then our Congrats. views are over. That's yeah, that's crazy. Deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah views over a billion oh, probably. What over a billion views? Over a billion views. And uh, yeah. be like the magician's assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Very Murray. nice job. A little rough at the beginning, but you you, <laughs> you landed the plane nicely. You yeah, mean, it was like very a good. Card thing? Yeah, but you're back though. You're in now. Now yeah, you know, I didn't good. know that today I was gonna wake up yeah. and be a magician's assistant. Well, I wasn't prepared. Lucky for this day. Well got off that Got that off the bucket list, didn't we? And so, if people want to find your stuff, it's <laughs> okay. Magic Murray on YouTube and then on Instagram and everything else. Is yeah, like- it's Murray Sawchuk, Magic Murray, uh, and then all Magic with Murray. You type Magic and Murray in there, you know, and yeah. uh, you'll you'll see all my stuff and maybe even awesome. get a dick pic. You know, if well, hey man, so great to hang out with you. You're the best man. <laughs> Thank you for He's hanging out. I love this backyard magician. vibe and everything, yeah. man. Thank you. Make sure you check out Murray Sawchuk, Magic Murray, all that good Murray stuff. Murray the magician. Yep. Uh, YouTube, Las Vegas Laugh Factory. That's Bill Dawes signing off from the After Laugh. It's the After Laugh, After Laugh. Welcome to the After Laugh, After Laugh, After Laugh. <laughs> after Laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>